the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 189, recorded Friday, April 3rd, 2015. I know who to call. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us this... <laughs> Boy, is he... Tim has fooled. already lost control of the podcast. Okay. Hi, my name's Bradford Ben. I'll be taking over for Tim this, this week. Make sure you guest, introduce Michael everybody. Trainer from Sennheiser. Michael, please say hello to the group. I'm getting my caffeine and, fix on to put up with Bradford. Yeah, we all get our caffeine fix on. And then Harry, my fellow curmudgeon, who will be with me, <laughs> yelling at people to get off the lawn. Absolutely. They're putting hey, too much shade produce. on my lawn. It won't grow. Speak, speaking of lawn problems, have you heard about the problems they're having at Wrigley Field? Well, I you are taking control. <laughs> he wasn't kidding. How <laughs> well qualified and well crafted that grass is. I've had the, the opportunity to actually run the bases there when I was during the install. Oh, luckily, cool. yeah. Luckily, I have not been involved in this current install because, as Tim's about to tell us, <laughs> there have been some challenges with the schedule, being that opening day is three days away. But I hear the Cubs have already been eliminated from playoff. Actually, it's, it's two days away. It's uh, we're we're starting this on we're recording this on Friday. Uh, opening day is Sunday, so Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and as uh, as Deadspin puts it, now understand Deadspin is is a Gawker Media property, so they have some colorful language. Uh, Wrigley Field is screwed, and that's me editing for uh, family uh, content. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a four letter word. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, usually uh, indicates copulation or you know some sort of, of sexual. Rhymes with Becky Duck. Rhymes with Becky Duck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Becky ducked, I guess you could say that. But, so, so here's the thing, right? Uh, there's some there's some buddies of mine that that it's actually one of my clients uh, that's involved in this, and I'm not doing this story to, to throw them under the bus because they've done their due diligence, they've done what they could. They're running into issues, and and the AV install is running into issues because of weather, because of general contracting issues, because of union, because of Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff here. Yeah. That last one was enough right there. Well, yeah. I mean, just... No, no, no. And plus, Tim and I talked about this a little bit this week when I was less curmudgeon and less, you know, Starbucks <laughs> double fisting. <laughs> and, but part of this is the fact that there are some interesting union issues and construction issues because, as Tim informed me, and I found out the other half is... Mr. Emanuel said, what, Mr. Albright? Uh, that you couldn't be on site. No one could, with the exception of security, from the hours of, I believe, 9 p.m. to 6 or 7 a.m. I could what? have those. T- yeah. This yes. was, and this was, so the, the, this was after the project was started and they were there was people actually doing this, right? He wasn't saying you couldn't do, you know, jackhammers. and You could not be, you could not have a worker on site. 
no pulling cable. No, I mean, there, there is quiet work that can happen, especially in AV, right? They're, it's not like they were tuning uh, the sound system at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, c- contractors and electricians. You've never you, done that before. Well... Now was no, it was this out of concern outside. for the neighboring <laughs> residents, or was it was it because they didn't want so, you know scab labor coming in and doing the work? Okay, what was the deal? so the, there there was two th- schools of thought. One was yes, Rahm Emanuel suddenly grew conscious, and he was worried about the residents of of the neighborhood. Yeah, screw the residents. Well, the well, other there's the, some interesting thing with the residents. The, the, though, the more that, the Mr. more Drain. the more uh, pessimistic uh, view of this is that Rahm is in a very tight uh, mayoral election. <laughs> And suddenly he's like, "Hey, I'm soft and fuzzy, and I care about the people." That's the mm. pessimistic view, right? So, but see, but then there's the other side, which is Mr. Drainer was like, you know, watch out for the residents. Remember, the residents across the street have paid for air right people to look into they have. Wrigley Field. They have, yeah. So some of and, this, and they're losing that. A lot of them are losing it. Yeah, yeah. There's some contention already about how much this is going to impact their sight lines mm-hmm. and their uh, revenue because of video boards and the speakers and things. Previous projects I've worked on, we've had to modify, well, not we, because I was the manufacturer, but the integrators and consultants have had to modify speaker placements to keep sight lines. So I'm sure that putting a video board in is having no impact. So I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on here as well of the community saying, hey, no noise. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's my personal comment. All right, so so let's let's kind of back this up a little bit beyond the politics and everything like that. You've got a situation where uh, a, an installation like this is getting national attention, which is interesting to me, right? Um, part of the the video board finally came online uh, sometime today. I saw uh, earlier. Um, I have Cub fans that are, you know, we're, we're in St. Louis, so we, it's, an, it's a weird mix in Illinois. You're either a Cub fan or a Cardinal fan until you get closer to Chicago, and then you start getting mixes of, uh, of White Sox north fans. North side, south well, yeah, side. Yeah, north, north side, south side stuff, which is Chicago White Sox versus the Cubs. Um, so the video— And I want to know something important. Yes. Why are we talking about MLB when NHL is two weeks from the playoffs and there's still hockey races going on? Well, are your Blues eliminated yet, like my yeah, Devils? Actually, they just made the playoffs last just night. They officially. It. Yep. They are in the playoffs. Congratulations! I might have to come to St. Louis That's just fine. to see. That's fine. To see hockey. They're uh, they're a game back. They're, they're a game out of uh, first place uh, behind the the uh, um, Predators. It just um, goes to prove that the Western Conference has no competition. I have no comment for that. Um, <laughs> plenty of plenty of, of Kings fans would would argue uh, would argue with you, um, but anyhow. So so you've got this installation. Baseball is is back. You know as as you know every um, all the baseball fans like to say. Um, this opens up on Sunday. Speakers still are in the process of being hung. They're renting some some gear and this that and the other. Uh, Harry, when you have something this high profile, let's let's be honest here. You've got one of the most iconic baseball fields uh, in Major League Baseball, Wrigley Field. Having this renovation done, you've got all kinds of pressure from on the manufacturer and, and Bradford. To Bradford's point, it's not their fault, right? But it, just like you know, if if your if your sound system sucks and you look down and it's you know an AKG microphone or a Sennheiser microphone, you're going to say the microphone sucks, right? It, it's it's the label that people people see, and that's who they tend to blame. Um, so it's not it's not the manufacturer's <coughs> fault. But you've got this whole high profile install. How do you keep everybody happy when God bless it? It's not really it, it's circumstances and it's weather and it's this that, and the other. So we all kind of have to get along and, and you know kind of 
push this rock up the hill to get to uh, uh, satisfactory completion. How do you do that when you've got this giant project that, that everybody in the world seemingly is staring at? You don't. <laughs> well, there you Actually, go. I'll, I'll go with my fellow promotion, Harry. How is this project any different than any other project? It's because just it's Wrigley Field. Gonna, it doesn't it, matter. You know so how construction what? works. Construction is you know, the all, same everywhere. Yeah. It's all big construction stuff. It it's not even – yeah. And with there, you just have more issues because it's a stadium and everybody's looking at it and everybody's saying, oh, it's opening day coming. What do you, what's going to happen? What's going to yeah. happen? And so you are never going to be able to keep everybody happy. It just won't happen. You know, at my beloved Devils, I, there was a joke of they're going to have to hand out commemorative hard hats for opening night because <laughs> the stadium was behind schedule. Nothing to do with the AV vendor. It was heavy construction. Final fit, finish, and equipment, FF&E, always gets the short end of the stick, no matter who it is, no matter what the manufacturer is. Because when it rains outside, you can't put up wood, and you keep compressing the schedule. But, oh, we're going to announce this to the public. Oh, we're going to have opening day and the national opener broadcast nationally on ESPN. So you better be ready in time. Break out the spray paint for the grass. Yeah. Too bad well, they didn't yeah. tell the project manager that, you know. Well, okay, so so I will take one issue with you guys. Yes, constru- all construction is the same. But so so let's take my, you know my company, the one that I'm I'm you know involved with on a daily basis, Innovad. We we program systems for folks. We've got a a, a program in, in Harry's backyard. It, it's for the Federal Reserve, right? Did you no. get me some samples no. while you were there? <laughs> I did. I'm not going to say which Federal Reserve, but it's it's somewhere around here. He said it's in his backyard. It's, I know where Harry lives. Well, it's I'm literally in his backyard. They're putting a. a I know Reserve. where I live. Um, you've got that right. I, I've got a couple other you know small offices and conference rooms that we're doing a, a, a education facility here in St. Louis. That's all groovy, right? I don't have freaking Gawker Media writing a piece about about SLU or Wash U, a project I'm doing there. That's that's the guy, kind of where I'm going with yeah. this. Is it is a bigger deal? No, but I you know that when you sign on. Yeah, and uh, okay. I understand. sign on to the project. You're doing Wrigley Field with a hard deadline. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to have issues. You're going to have people looking over your shoulder. You're going to have two or three different types of media looking at you. It's just a it's, level of exposure, you know. Yeah, it's just it's, a high level of exposure, and there's nothing you can do about it. To be, I mean, just to be blunt, the only thing they could do at this stage is, you know, haul down tail to the to the south side and go hang out with the Sox. But part yeah, of this, I do. Happen. But part of this, I blame on the project managers, not just in the construction field, but in the in the audio side. So I'll, I've been I've done these big projects both as an integrator and as a manufacturer. I've had projects been on the front page of the newspaper, on the front page of CNN. We can figure out which they are. We know what they are. They've been late. They've been on time. But right now I'm working on a project that's a four-year. Yes, four. I'm holding up four finger. A four-year schedule. I made sure that I drove it internally so that all of the mile, we hit all of the milestones in the contract. We had to deliver on December 7th. The first article prototypes, we delivered on December 7th. We had to deliver in mass on a purchasing order date in May. We delivered in mass in May. What I think happens in a lot of projects, and I am talking about integrators being guilty of this as well, the projects behind schedule, I can start slipping. Okay. Um, oh, we're not going to open till, and everyone starts going, you know, we're a little behind schedule, I can slip. Or worse, the project, the project construction company says, 
I'm not getting paid because I'm missing my deadlines. So I don't want you delivering Amprax until the rack room's dust free. And me as the integrator goes, I don't want to hold the money on these racks. So I'm not going to buy the equipment till then. And it takes a little bit of, of chutzpah, for, you know, or cojones to put it, you know, to be to sit there and go, I'm going to build a million dollars worth of audio equipment and stage it in my shop so that I can say dust free date was scheduled for May 5th. You have not hit May 5th. Here's, you know, what's going to happen. Here's what's going on. But a lot of integrators don't have the wherewithal, the cash flow or the guts to do that. And I think that's part of the problem is the don't start slowing down when the project slows down. You got to keep going at the at the contracted amount because I've had projects speed up. I've had projects slow down, but I look at the contract and go, hey, I'm supposed to have Amprax delivered to site on May 5th and I'm supposed to have dust free on May 5th. I go into the job site on May 4th with my camera and I go click, 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 click. And then I send the email to the to the to the general general contractor and say rack room's not dust free. Would you like to take delivery of my amp racks anyway and store them at your location? Now I can get paid for my money because I've met the contractual obligations, and I'm moving the project ahead so that we're not all slowing down as the weather comes in, as you can't make noise at nine o'clock at night and stuff like that. I think there's a certain amount of the project slows down, everyone slows down, and you got to avoid that. And it takes a lot of conversation. And I think to get back to the article that was posted earlier this week by Mr. Shin, I believe, about the the value that you add mm-hmm. and devaluing, part of the value you add as an integrator is being able to do these things, of to manage the project. As I tell people... You want to cut labor costs, great, but I cannot cut my project management costs when I was an integrator, and I cannot cut my labor costs. It takes you mean 15 minutes to take an amplifier out of a box and put it in a rack, whether that's a $500 amplifier or $5,000 amplifier or $50,000 amplifier. Well, $50,000, I'm going to spend a little more time gawking at it, but it's 15 <laughs> minutes no matter what. But then comes the project management part. If it's a four-year project, I can do some math of, the first two years, it's monthly meetings. The second two years, it's going to be weekly meetings and start putting that in. But a lot of integrators look at it as I'm getting towards the end of the project. I have less budget because I've loaded it backwards. I don't have the effort to go in and talk about the meetings and figure out the solutions. And I've seen this in a lot of projects, not just Wrigley Field to your point, but of the I can't fix this problem. We're not team players. Whereas if I can come in and go, you know, guys, we need to hang TVs. And the guy goes, well, my ceiling guy is not going to be done putting in the ceiling until Tuesday, so you can't hang him until Wednesday. But a creative integrator will go, hey, if you haven't put the ceiling in yet, well, I put in the the backing and all the structure for it, and your guy can cut the tiles around it and go around it. And now we're starting to make up time instead of doing the, it must be sequentially this way. Now, it might be a breach of contract. It might be outside of scope, but it's ultimately moving the project ahead. And I think as a result of this, you're going to see more and more projects going to not to exceed prices and an overall project budget with no change orders, as is starting to happen in other construction uh, trades. I'm sure I'm forget right now. I'm forgetting the name because of all the caffeine. But the I'm going to do the project for five million dollars, no change orders, and here's all the stuff I'm going to do, and you and you get paid and bonused as the project goes on successfully. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to do it. Right now, if you look at a project like Wrigley Field, like a large, heavy construction, $100 million project, take your pick, 
where you have a general contractor, an electrical contractor, then you have a Division 16 low-voltage electrical contractor, then you have the AV vendor. It gets complicated. And I think this is why you see companies like Parsons starting to bring the AV in with the electrical contractor. It's all the layers that start to become a challenge in there. And getting the, the each one of the partners to not go, not my fault, my contract says I only have to do this, is the key to succeed. And I think that's part of the reason you're seeing failures and stuff at Wrigley Field and projects of that size. Now, do I think Wrigley did other problems such as limiting the work hours? Yes. Do I think they did other problems like not like not building a realistic schedule for the project? Yes. yes. And those are things that as an integrator, you know, I'll use the example of Easter Sunday coming up. Hopefully everyone has a restful and, and you know, pensive and reflexive and joyful holiday, whether Passover, Easter, whatever. But there's a lot of pressure on integrators. I must have this done by the high holy days, by yes. Easter, by <clears throat> Christmas. Christmas. Mm -hmm. Those dates don't change, but if someone comes to you on on March 1st and says, I need a brand new sound system for for my uh, church for Easter Sunday, don't <laughs> be the integrator that says yes if you can't do it. Mm -hmm. You're better, you know, this is, these are those challenges of leaving something behind of, are we as integrators looking at, I have to take this job and I can't deliver. And I know I've done, working as the manufacturer, done the, I can't deliver the product in time. Mr. Drainer, I'm sure you've done it. Mm -hmm. Can't deliver the project, the product in time. I'd love to get this project. I'm walking away. Yep. And we're more successful because of that than saying, yeah, we can do it on time. Oh, look, it's Sunday morning at 7 a.m. And, well, uh, let me go get a console at Guitar Center and make this work. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, and Sorry, honestly, that was a and, rant. <laughs> no, I, I, but but you're dead on. You're dead on, though. But you know, the creative integrator takes that approach, and they 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 look at it as opportunity instead of demise. And and like you said, you know, looking to work with the trades and in the situation of of the churches on Easter Sunday, and I just had this recently where they had a specific request. They wanted a certain uh, model of gear. We couldn't deliver that model of gear in the period requested. However, for a slight upcharge, we could go up to the next level. And the creative integrator says, saying, yeah, we can deliver it. No, we can deliver it if you're willing to do this. Yeah. You know, let's work together on this. I'll meet you partway. I'm going to give a little bit. You give a little bit. And the integrator gave up a little bit of margin. Customer paid a little bit more. Customer's needs were met. Um, but it's just it's just looking outside the box and not just saying, well, you asked for this. I'm only delivering this. Uh, or I'm not going to deliver anything at all. But it's getting creative and solving the problems and developing solutions around it. It, it sounds funny. It's something I talk with, with my customers a bunch of the, look, I don't succeed if you don't succeed. Right. How do I make you successful? What does a win look like for all of us? And what's, there's all the buzzwords and synergy of win-win. But literally... Me as a manufacturer, and, and Michael, I'm sure you're in the same boat. If our integrators don't succeed, we, we don't succeed. Yeah. yeah, We don't succeed. No. And so I'm going to walk through that project every step of the way. Yep. And I think too often people look at it as, as the integrator go, I have to make the audio system succeed. No. no. Mm -hmm. You have to make the project succeed, right. and yep. by default, your audio system will succeed as well. Don't you it's get tired not... of becoming your integrator's project manager, though? Well, it... <laughs> But here's the thing. <laughs> to some degree, it's a necessary. So have to it, it, part. it is. You're going to have to, Harry. Good and, Lord. The manufacturers are going running wild. <laughs> but, but I would say, to be fair, the projects I'm working on are of the scale and size right. that I have to be involved because we're doing bleeding edge technology. Right. 
you know, when we did Lucas Oil Stadium, it was 466 amplifiers on Cobranet on three VLANs. Yeah. Yes, it's not. It's it's pretty daunting. I spent some time. We were. I'm sure you have projects that are bleeding edge, cutting. You know, you're looking at it. And so this is where we partner with. It. And mm-hmm. some of it is, to be honest. Harry, this is where you're going to get to yell back at me. I'm, I'm lighting you up. I'm warming you up here. Are you ready? This is a soft handoff. <laughs> this is a soft handoff and follows perfectly with the blog post on AV Nation. And part of it is sometimes the integrator is purchased by price, not by their skill set, but because our name is on the product, mm-hmm. we have yeah. to make sure our integrator succeeds. Right, right. And that was the one thing that I when i was writing or i was reading that uh that posting the uh, you have to have the right people on the back end to actually make it work you have to have the people that are actually going to put in all the planning and everything else in order to make that project actually come to fruition because if you don't have the services part you will never get the actual installation done and you're going to have all of the overruns and the project management issues and the and the everything else because you don't actually do the groundwork on the thing. And that's where yes, manufacturers can help of hey, I'm I'm putting in a job that's got 30 amplifiers and 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 this and I need somebody to help me set this up. And or, you know you know what Harry, I would buy you dinner and drinks and sit down at the table with the napkin and sketch this out. Because I'd much rather spend an hour with you mm-hmm. a month before the project than four hours with you on the phone in the field with the customer breathing down your neck. Well, and too often, integrators don't do that. They're so worried yes. about sharing information mm-hmm. that there's no collaboration. That's exactly there right. is, there's, there's a rule, and I'm, I'm going to mess the numbers up, but there's something along the lines of it's, it's either a three or four to one ratio of something that takes an hour to fix at the beginning of the project will take four or five hours out in the field or so, something stupid like that. It's something, something like that ratio. Um, it just compounds your time exponentially. The later you let the things fester mm-hmm. in the, uh, um, in the project. What is it? An ounce what? of prevention is worth a pound, pound of, of pure. pure. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, so. and last week we had on uh, three manufacturers, kind of by accident. I didn't plan it that way, but um, you don't plan any of this, Tim. I don't. You made the mistake I, of letting me back on to take over. I, I, I just happened to show up to drop off coffee, and well, he, he said, "Hey, he, he brought me coffee." I, I just crashed the party. So, um, <laughs> Wait up! Do you have a sippy cup after you spilled last time? <laughs> Notice I have sippy cups. Well, yeah, My, Michael Drano <laughs> did jump coffee all over the console last week. So, oh, um, but but that's what they were all saying. We were talking about actually, we were talking about customer service, and and the whole from all three of them. Right, uh, said you know if you can t- if I can talk to the integrator beforehand, that is my best that is the best customer service experience from both the manufacturer standpoint as well as the integrator standpoint. And let's be honest here, folks. At the end of the day, the end user's standpoint, because all the end user doesn't give a rep really. They just want their 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 problem fixed, whether their problem is. My students need to hear me. They need to see the PowerPoint. They want you know, the stream. The fans in the seats need to see the big giant Mondo screen and, and hear the uh, hear uh, somebody singing "Take Me Out to the Ballpark." You know, whatever the problem is that we are trying to solve as as integrators and manufacturers, that's all they care about. Well, so, Mr. Integrator, would... if you if you let in the manufacturer beforehand, then a lot of these issues are going to be solved. 
And once, one thing I want to say on behalf of the manufacturers that I'm going to ask Mr. A.V. Curmudgeon, Mr. Mead specifically to do is the fact that if you were to, if you tell me what project you're working on, I'll keep it a secret. But I'm going to take notes of it and know what's going on. And if you send me your file, I'll put, give it to tech support so that when your customer on Sunday afternoon calls Crown because that's the name on the front of it, yep. they're they're not going to be the, we have no idea what the integrator is doing or we're going to give them directly opposite information. We can now say, oh, yeah, I talked with Harry about this. And he said that you want to do this, this, and this, and here's why. And I think well, and what is important. And what, what this brings up in my own little manufacturer pet peeve section. I need Let's hear it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Because I know where I know where I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So, I know where you're going with this. Um what uh, what I'm coming up with is the manufacturers that will sit there and I'm oh, no. I'm not going to sp I'm not going to specifically name anyone from the West Coast. Do they but... still do they still exhibit at Infocom? Let me ask that. Oh, that's cold, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> this particular manufacturer will ask for all this information up front before they even give you any help on anything. And it's like I don't I don't want to to sign over my firstborn. I don't want to sign over all of this stuff just when I'm trying to come up with the rough figures of a system of, of will this work and actually yeah. harry i will agree with you on that mm -hmm. because we have too many manufacturers who ask for every little detail when you're putting together a rough order of magnitude if you're looking for a rough order of magnitude you want to know what a 500 watt amplifier costs right. you don't need to know what a 510 watt amplifier costs you want the rough order of magnitude okay but, but hang well, on I, and I, I just need to, to, to check proof of concept yeah, you okay. want to know if you plug gadget A into gadget B, do you get it to work, or does HDCP come on and say no, this isn't going to work? Yeah, right. Now, hang on for a second. In in all, in, I don't want to say fairness to Extron, but um, the one thing. Oh, hush, they, they, they hate me anyway. So, um, how are they different from anyone else, Tim? Well, this is true. Right. This is true. I have a list. I'll, I'll shoot it to you sometime. Um, they they're trying to do what 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 Bradford and, and and Michael are talking about. They're trying to do what the guests on last week's show. They're trying to mitigate some problems. Now, do some of their processes cause frustration? Absolutely, um, and they don't seem to listen very well when it comes to getting get, getting that feedback from integrators. Because as, as an independent programmer, I, I face the same problems when when we're trying to deal and, and help help you know our clients walk through that process when, when it comes to a proof of concept. The other issue I found with some manufacturers is they use Lack it almost... Lack of confidentiality? Well, no, no. They use it as a sales tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I send you, or Harry sends you uh, his drawings, and they take those drawings that Harry sent in good confidence, just looking for proof of concept right. or making sure, and go, well, we sell something that could replace this, or we sell something that could replace that. Why don't you consider this? And Harry's like, well, well no, it's not what I asked you for. I'm asking for a proof of concept and making sure that your stuff that I've specced, you know, that I'm looking to spec will work with this other gear. And they're using it almost like a sales tool. Well, and, and I'll be the first to admit I'm guilty of that. Well, but and, and in some cases, it's welcome. Mm hmm. It's, oh, you guys make a piece like that? Cool. I didn't know you made that. Yeah. Right. Okay. I can go with that. But a lot of times, not necessarily with, with, the two of you guys 
manufacturer-wise, but with other certain tried-to-do-everything manufacturers, um, there's might be reasons why I don't use their particular widget A when this widget A over here is, I think, going to work better in this system. Well, I think one of the challenges... Sorry, Michael, I'm not going to let you in. No, no, uh, that's fine. <laughs> or, or me. Or, or me, like that matter. <laughs> Is, is, is Harry and I told you we were taking over? Is yes. that so? Yeah. I, we, we make you know all. Trainer was just a bonus. All these different brands. I'm here to look pretty. You, know, you make so Infinity. You I didn't know drawing. Yeah, I'm going to say, hey, you know, we make a DSP engine. We mm -hmm. make a wireless mic. We make this. But it, you have to have that trust and rapport with your integrator and your dealers and all that to go. Do you want me to look at replacing? loudspeakers do you want me to look at replacing microphones but you know what i don't i don't think most integrators have a problem with that though brad not if you ask I, I, not as long if you ask if you ask yeah. and you've got the trust and rapport because yes. as, a, as a former integrator i welcome that of my manufacturers right. and i had no problem telling my Harmon rep yes i want to use your speakers but i don't want to use your amplifiers and here's why um and i'll go okay let's take what we yeah, can get now let's exactly. go for it well i where i have a problem and, and harry you could probably speak to this too is that there are manufacturers out there, um, none of those present uh, would, would fall into this category, that will take that information and start calling on your end user directly and shop your yes. project to competitive integrators to make sure they lock in that deal. Are you kidding and me? I'm not kidding. Ooh, that, hap that, that happens all the time in the industry. Yeah. And here's the biggest thing I tell yeah, people. I when I get a project, I get amnesia. Yep. So let's look at Wrigley Field, look at, uh, take your baseball stadium of, of choice. We put you that's going to be bid by multiple people. Mm -hmm. If you call me and say, what's the what's the package price for this? My answer is I don't have a package price. I have a product price. Mm -hmm. Here's what's going to cost you per amplifier unit, per loudspeaker, per DSP engine, per microphone. You as the integrator have to figure out the best way to solve it, because if I give integrator A a different answer than integrator B and integrator B loses, mm -hmm. It's my fault. So I, yes. so us as manufacturers have to, and there are some people who have done exactly what Michael's talking about of the, oh, look, here's the package price. Everyone gets the same package price. Right. No, I look at it as you call me and you come up with the solution of using four eight-channel amplifiers and someone else goes, it's going to be cheaper for me to use eight four-channel amplifiers. Mm -hmm. It's still 32 channels of amplification. And a third person says, no, I'm going to use 16 two-channel amplifiers. All three of those guys are now going in with their design. Yep. I'm putting them and explaining to them each and letting them make their own decisions. But a lot of manufacturers and a lot will are hesitant. But then you also have integrators who will call me and go, I'm bidding on Bob's, you know, country bunker and pancake house. What's mm -hmm. the package price? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't have a package price. You have to design it. Right. Now if you want to sit down and work through the design with me, yeah. I'm more than happy to share, oh, I know from experience that if you use a HP Procurve Switch 2400, it doesn't handle Cobernet and Spanning Tree, but since you want redundancy, I recommend you go up to the 2800. That's partnership and sharing information yeah. because you've explained what you want to do. Yeah. And a lot of the integrators forget to do that part also. Don't tell me I need a 500-watt amp. Mm -hmm. Tell me I need an amplifier and loudspeaker solution that does this. And Manufacturers can give you a lot more information. Yeah. I was going to say, we have to do the same thing that as engineers, we're asking the salespeople to do. 
don't tell me don't come back to me with okay this is the system that I want to sell them come back with this is the problem I'm trying to solve that's the ticket. and then yes. let the people who need to who are working on it actually solve the system right and also don't be afraid to tell us one important thing please What's that? I know this is hard if you tell us I have a hundred thousand dollars to work with and you have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar tastes we need to know so we can value engineer appropriately. Mm -hmm. But people are scared to say, I can't tell you what my budget is because you're going to spend it all. Well, <laughs> they do. If they we do. Yeah. That's, but that, oh, that's, that's, that's all the time. Well, right. It's, it's so, everybody from the end user on back. I mean, we all do that, right? right. I mean, and I, what's, I, what's funny is right now I'm working on a project, can't talk about it, but the guy sent me in some drawings and said, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And I went, you know, if we go to this, I can save you about $20,000 just by changing amplifier counts from four to eight channel amps. He's happy. He's hit his budget that he didn't tell me he had. But if I can know that ahead of time, I can make some of these decisions and the manufacturer can help of when do you use, you know, uh, Michael, I'm sorry, I don't know your products as yeah, well. Right, but, you know, when do you use a CDI amplifier versus a DCI amplifier? Because there's a price difference. There's mm -hmm. a performance difference. Mm -hmm. And if we don't know what the price target is, and you don't tell your integrator what the price target is, and the integrator doesn't ask the customer what the price target is, we're all guessing, and then it becomes, oh, let me sharpen my pencil. One of the five worst words in AV engineering. It's an AV yep. hashtag. Yep. yep. That's, five that's stories, exactly right. Five, five word trend. What's the five word trend? Let me sharpen my pencil. Yeah. When, when a lot of times, price. Well, and, and see, you you allude to a very good point that a lot of times it's just the right product with the right fit for the application. Yeah. Because I get that all the time. Somebody comes in looking at our 500 series wireless at a thousand bucks a channel when they really only need our 350 dollar 100 series wireless, and yeah. you know they they think well I want higher quality, but they don't realize that you're getting the same quality. You're just getting different feature sets, and so helping them understand that. And if I don't know what your expectations are, then I don't have a way to help you value engineer that appropriately. And, and some of that also is aesthetics. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to yeah. pick on both of you guys as, as microphone manufacturers. So you're, you're right because there are there are the quality is still there. But whether it's AKG or, or Sennheiser or whoever, um, some of the higher end microphones flat out look cooler and look better. But if that's important to you, if that's I mean, important to you, and it is important to some people, yeah. right? How it looks on stage, how it feels in the conference yes. room, that's important stuff. Wait. How, exactly. Oh. How heavy it is, how easy the mute switch is to access. Yep. You know, some of those features are more important than what it sounds like to people. But that's why... You know, as manufacturers, we start asking those questions, yep. and a lot of times the integrator gets frustrated because we are asking the questions, and it's like, no, I'm asking for a reason because I'm trying to help you with the best fit for your customer. And, um, and there, are, there are other things, and I'm sure, Mr. Drainer, you and I both have the same issue of some of our products are available mm -hmm. at mass market outlets like yep. Guitar Center. Yep. Um, there are times I'm going to recommend a product to a customer that specifically is going to be more expensive than some of these mass market places. Because they're not available so there, they can't so the be shopped. Yeah. Yep. doesn't get shopped. Yep. And just knowing that and being able to explain that to a customer is very different than having them call up and yell and say, why is product A cost $30 more than product B? Mm -hmm. Well, here's why. Yep. Yeah. Oh, That's also exactly you right. get a better warranty because you're an integrator and not buying, you know, there's all sorts of little idiosyncrasies. And getting back to your look and feel, you'd be amazed at how much your look and feel is based on the market you perceive it in. Mm -hmm. So if we're perceiving something to be a music store product, 
it's going to have a different look and feel than something that's going to be a professional. Professional is the wrong term, but integrated or touring or something like that. And it might be the same guts inside. Mm -hmm. And this is where, do you use a 500 series or a 300 series? Right. It might be the exact same guts versus a, a, a quarter-inch TRS versus an XLR. Don't worry, we'll cover it for you, Tim, while you cough. Thank you. you like how professional I am? We need to get him a cough button. Or like a little mute. Yeah, see, I'm coughing and drinking. See, I put my hand over the camera so no one sees He's got one. I, it's I not plugged have, in. It's not plugged in. Because <laughs> my chief engineer nice. forgot to plug it in. See, we got to figure out how to do, like, the quad screen. If only someone made, like, a quad screen so everyone could see the little stuff that's coming on in the bottom. Well, we can and do if that. I don't look at the camera. I'm watching Drainer and Harry make faces down in the little bottom of the Google Hangout. I do. I got to admit, Harry, I'm impressed at the 13.1. Uh, you're making me feel bad. I'm impressed. Oh, I, I don't feel. I don't feel bad about it. I don't either. I, I let him have yeah, it. Yeah, Harry's, Harry's, <laughs> Harry's ran a half marathon, a couple half marathons actually. All right, let's let's kind of get off of this for a second and, and move on to some other. Oh, but we're having but, fun. Can we talk about, can we talk about lighting? Sure. <laughs> Lighting's boring. Why not? No, see, we're going to talk about lighting because lighting is say, lighting. Chicago. Lighting. You should get some. You know, we, we need we need out. some in here actually. Yeah. Yeah, I need some. You notice I got the Darth Vader, you know, Luke Skywalker, blue versus yellow underneath in Return of the Jedi. Here, let me make it a little more obvious. But, yeah, we're go I'm going to Chicago, so I'll go check out Wrigley Field for you, Tim, and take Thank some you. pictures. I'm going to Chicago for the Stop. for a Martin open house. So for those of you who are wanting to know more about it, it's, like, it's all over the Martin Facebook page, martinfacebook.com slash martinprofessional. But I'm going to be there in Chicago, so... On Wednesday, I, so we can continue to have this discussion is why I'm telling people about it. Not just that, you know, I'm going to be out of the office and pretending to work, but more of the, if people want to talk about this stuff in person. But I do think this is an important thing, and I'm not being flippant. I know I'm going to sound like a shill, but that's not the intent. But this is one of the things, as we talk about projects, that I'm seeing more and more of a challenge with, especially in Houses of Worship. People want iMag. People mm -hmm. want 4K. Mm -hmm. People want 8K. I want 12K and all the Ks you have. Well, look at how bad my picture looks because I don't have the proper lighting in here. Look mm -hmm. at how, you know, look at just Michael versus versus Tim as they're sitting across the table from each other. Yeah, it is. You know, kind of this is stuff we've got to start learning about because of the fact that there's iMag, there's video conferencing. People are thinking, oh, I got to put loudspeakers in and I got to put microphones on the table and then I'm going to have this camera that's going to move for pan and tilt. Well, if the camera looks like this because of how dim it is, no one's really going to be happy. And it starts to become part of the overall system. And this is one of those things I'm learning just, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, let's talk about Wrigley and that beautiful scoreboard they have yeah. and why they spend so much money on lighting the stadium. This stadium lighting isn't for people in the stadium to see. That's how it looks pretty on TV. Exactly. So it looks good on the say, that's why they put the, That's why they put the lights on on all these fields during day games. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Constant color temperature. Yep. Yep, absolutely. That's so, exactly you know, right. this is one of those things where I like to kind of remind people, especially as you're doing the conferencing and stuff like that, include this. Think about it. There's nothing worse than you put in this great, big, beautiful, giant 16K display of an iMag that's, you know, 200 feet by 500 feet of an OLED display that you've wrapped around a pole in 3D and it looks gorgeous and everyone has a perfect 3D image and then it's grainy because you've had to crank up the camera ISO to get a picture out of it because of how dark it is. Yeah. Sorry, that was my rant and why I'm getting being so. So next, so next Wednesday, Brad, let's let's uh, formulate a little integrators tweet up in Chicago. 
Yeah, I'm all for it. I get I go to the dentist in the morning, so I'll be nice and cranky, <laughs> just like Harry, and I drive to Chicago. I can't uh, look you're gonna have you're gonna have to take the train because of the Novocaine. Brad Bradford's just gonna put his 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 itinerary for the day. He gets up at six. Yeah, I can post it. I'll just go to BradfordBend.com. I'll let you guys know where I'm gonna be. The first one to come up and say Tim Albright is God, I will buy you a Starbucks. Wow. Trainer, you're excluded. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it anyway. It goes no, against it, my yeah, conscience. He, he and would... so is Iselli. Oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> he would be lying to me. Well, that's yeah. true. Oh, we need to drag him thinks, into this. He thinks he's God. What are you so. doing next Wednesday? Uh, I have a meeting, actually. Come on. Uh, we'll Come see. on, Chicago. We'll see. Let's go. Come on. We'll see. I, 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 I like buy you dinner. Oh, oh, bra- oh dinner, Starbucks. Bradford, Isolia, and Drainer all in Oh, that, that should be, be fun. A, that would be a fun oh, day. I'll have <clears throat> Jennifer come with me and bring bail money. Oh, that, that wouldn't be necessary. All right. Let's... <laughs> Harry, what are you doing next Harry, Wednesday? Harry, you got to come, too. All right. Yeah, um... Harry, Harry, book your schedule for November. I'm coming out to Washington, D.C. area to teach Sanadcon Digital in November. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yes. It's a three-day class with me talking nerds about switches and and transposition and encoding and quantization and dithering and subnets and all that good stuff. Oh, I want to come. Yeah, it's a, you, you come need on. To come. Sennheiser's a, a sponsor of yeah. Sonodcon. You're we welcome. Are. Use your sponsor dollars. We are. Tell Pat. I tell Pat and Brenda I sent you. They'll they'll give you an extra ice cream sundae. On the <laughs> but then I'm gonna go to L.A. We'll do lighting out in L.A. We're gonna do some lighting up in New York. But the reason I'm telling you guys, and yes, I sound like a shill, is it's part of the overall system. Yes, it is. It's mm-hmm. no longer just I want an audio system, especially in churches, right? Especially where you're doing video conferencing. A, you know, oh my gosh! Yeah, you do a school, you do a school system, and they want to do distance learning, distance capture. There's nothing worse than the guy who puts the webcam like I'm doing up on his camera, and it looks bad. And then they're gonna, you know, you're trying to watch the class. I'm taking a couple distance learning classes right now, and I'm like, dude, let me buy you a flashlight. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, well, that's one thing. I just had to have a uh, conversation with a customer. We uh, we specced another fine friend of the program, at least through people, uh, some Vadio cameras. Mm-hmm. I like we, them. Mm-hmm. A Vadio USB camera. We, we spec'd that in a uh, system so because they're going to be hooking it up to Link. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is that we had to convince them that we weren't putting a multi-thousand dollar little eyeball sits on top of the monitor camera <laughs> in their system because that's all they thought of when they said USB camera. Yeah. yeah. So you've got – if you put the right cameras in, you do lighting, it should be a full package. It's not just, here, let me sell you a, a quick product. Well, and, the, okay. and let's – oh, go ahead. Sorry. A little delay there. I, I was going to say, it, 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 it's – okay, well, I can sell you this, but your room – Looks like crap. So uh... I resemble that remark. I'm expecting you to come and clean it next week. <laughs> I, oh, I, I broke Uh-oh. Harry. You broke him. You broke Harry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, you, you sh- it should you should be. It's like we aren't just we aren't just boxes. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing. If you have we're... to go in there with knowledge and show people. Yes, you can do things so much better if you just do these couple of small things. Like, hey, you've got enough lighting fixtures in your ceiling. They're just in a kind of crappy place. If we rearrange them a little bit, 
all of a sudden your presenter is going to look good and everything's going to be all right. Oh, well, just if they can just use the same color temperature light bulb in throughout the entire room. Yeah. That would make me very happy. Right. Well, we have the same color in this room, but it's just difference in cameras and white balance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's, it's those little things. And 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 let's not forget, and Brad, you'll you'll totally get this too, the importance of lighting just in a sound reinforcement situation. The ability, forget cameras for a second, forget remote presentation. How about the ability just to see the lips move and be able to correlate that to the individual given the presentation? Oh, How much I'll more effectively my... does that communicate the message? My favorite sentence that explains this, and everyone laughs, but I'm willing to bet you as we all get older, we're going to say it, or we know someone who has, let me put on my glasses so I can hear you better. Yep, yeah. exactly. And that's exactly what it is. I'm so disappointed I didn't get Tim to, to, to chortle on his soda. I was so, so disappointed. <laughs> but that's, it's, it sounds funny, but here's where, let's get back to talking as a, as a successful project and talking about did we did thing. we have an agenda today? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got rid of it. Tim knew we were saying. I had all these tabs open, but I don't seem to be actually paying attention to any of them. <laughs> but to uh to, to as we were talking about at the beginning of the show, you know, making the entire project successful, don't do a video conferencing room with black walls. Yeah. Or don't do a video conferencing room with hot pink and then come in wearing a hot pink shirt and blend into it. You know, it's those are the things that might not be in our control, but we better start thinking about them as the AV integrators and the AV suppliers because all of a sudden it impacts the success of our portion of the project. Well, and it goes back to, to, to Mike Shin's post, right, about about making sure that we don't devalue what it is that we do. This is where you can have you can have an impact, though, Bradford, because you can say, you know, Mr. Customer, um, here's the thing, you know, uh, if – if your lighting sucks, you know, regardless of, of how expensive your camera is, back to, to, to Harry's installation with the Vadio camera, regardless of how how expensive or, or talented or, or wonderful the camera is, if your lighting sucks, it's going to look like crap. And and explaining that to them and educating them, this is, this is where our value comes in. And this is where our knowledge comes in as an industry, not, you know, me, great, you know, but, but as an industry where we can say, look, this camera is fine. <laughs> um, Let's try to rearrange the lighting, or let's try to change around some things, and let me let me help you and show you. Uh, that's really kind of where our value is. I was going to say that the short version is, a camera aimed at a turd is still showing a turd. <laughs> well, what color is that and, turd? And poorly, well, and poorly lit. Turd. And can I see the definition oh of said gosh. turd? <laughs> wow. You need you need HD to see the corn correctly. <laughs> and, and you need 4K. Never mind. All right, <laughs> let's. Oh boy, let's, let's kind of oh wrap boy. this up. Um, did, I, did I mention I'm running a 4K camera for my trip to Alaska? Oh, very cool. Which one? Um, the GoPro HD Black Four. Oh, nice. nice. Now here's something I didn't know. It will only record on certain cards. Okay. Now because I'm renting it, and I can, you know, I'm not trying. But the rental company said, look. We're going to rent you this because it works with this. You're more than welcome to go buy your own, but this is the only card that will give you 4K. We've tried. We've tested. We've given customers their money back. Wow. And that, that's like where I'm like, this is why I'm running from them. This is the expertise they're giving yes. me is if you want to do 4K, here's the card that writes fast enough to be able to do it, which is an important thing, which is the same thing that we should be telling our customers of – Oh, you're buying an HD camera that's doing 4K. You might want to say, do you have the infrastructure for it? 
mm-hmm. you record it fast enough? Do you have enough light for it? Do you have a good background? And part of that is back to the integrator of don't just say, oh, I'm going to sell you a box. Don't right. devalue your talents. And also don't be afraid to say, in the immortal words of our friend in Atlanta, I don't know the answer, but I know who to call. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And usually I just call Harry because he knows everything. Well, oh, that's yeah. the thing. Oh, is, that's it, you know, I, I, I've written and said this more than one occasion. I am never, I, I am not the smartest person in the room. I'm certainly not the smartest person in this room. Um, well, between well the, it's just between, you and Drainer in that room. Well, so no, I do, really I'm talking about lot. this this virtual room. <laughs> if it was this physical room, yes, I'm the smartest person in this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. Really? You're smart enough not oh, to hush. work for a manufacturer. Really? Hush, hush. Was that my out loud voice? Yes, it was. He, well, um, yeah, he is the smart one. No. It depends, it depends on what you're talking about, right? Me, yeah, that's a better camera. Camera. There, there are, there are every, every one of us, right? Whether it's us four Yahoos or it's, you know, uh, the 30-some-odd, the 35,000 folks on the floor of Infocom, they all have certain talents and abilities, and they have expertise in certain areas. Um, so I, I surround myself with really smart people. I surround myself with Harry and, and Bradford and Michael because she's right. I don't know the answer. Shields. I do. Yes. I need guys that are bigger than Actually, me. Actually, I'm so. hiding behind you guys. No offense, Harry and Tim. I'm hiding behind you. Yeah, <laughs> well, here's, here's yeah. the Drainer, problem. I'm counting on the glare off of your head to counteract the glare off mine. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is that that's why you know, the, this industry <laughs> – like a lot of them, are, are based on relationships and based on making sure that, you know, I can call Bradford, right, uh, as a Harmon rep. And, and I had some issues yesterday with some stuff, and I shot him an email and a couple other folks some emails and, and got an answer, right? I got a good answer. Uh, within about 20, 30 minutes, it was fine. It was perfect. Um, but that's the thing is that you, is you, you get to know these folks, which is really where these trade shows like Infocom come into effect is I can meet you. Face to face, I can meet my Amex rep. I can meet my my uh, Vadio rep, and I, the people that work there. And and when I call them on the phone, I've met them in person. Right? That's that's the whole value of these trade shows. Yes, they it, it costs to go there, and yes, it, it you know it, it it's uh, you have to take a time away from from projects, but it's incredibly valuable, and it helps you become more efficient. And I think in the long run, it helps you become more profitable because you're able to get uh, answers quicker. Than just you know Joe Blow integrator calling up you know never having you know heard of you before. So. And the way I look at it is we're now establishing a common vocabulary. That's that's yeah. what that's mm-hmm. why I want to sit and talk with you, and that's why you know yes it sounds like I'm a shell but yeah th- if I see you in Chicago or New York or or L A or Orlando or wherever, we can sit and talk and chat and yeah. get that vocabulary know where each one of us is coming from. So like for instance I know with Harry if I make a minions comment. He's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, but is it a good if, minion or a bad minion? It's a purple minion. And oh, you yeah. To that, and he wants a banana. Ah! Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a limiter on that mic. I need. Oh, one. was that loud? That was loud. Oh. All right. I, uh, I think we need a DBX compressor that's gonna, on that. That's no, gonna... we actually just started shipping the DBX 500 series. <laughs> nice. Analog compressors. frames. <laughs> I love it. How's that? It's the it's the frames, you know, the standard size studio frames. It's like the old 900 series lunch. Oh, box. really? But what I love about it is they're truly analog. I'm really. I'm yeah, I'm French. Is that on your Eric. website? Yeah. No kidding. They're truly analog. Anal- think about an analog 160A updated with new components. It's the same one. performance in the lunchbox, and it's shipping now. We're gonna have more shipping and more stuff coming. Are you, Brad, are you paying for this, Bradford? Brad, 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 Brad,
See, even my competitors like them. They're that good. Well, you're, I'm not a competitor in this regard. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, I can hook yeah. you up with Jason. Jason, this one's for you. Yeah, the 560 and Eric, who's who he and I have been debating stuff about this and which which parts to use. He's on the website right now. Let yeah, him share his screen. But shipping now, Come, analog, analog. Ooh, look at this. Think about it. I'm a digital boy. How's this, this preamp? Fix all your problems. Is this preamp good? It says coming yeah, soon. Yeah, sounds really good. Fix I've the heard website. Them. Fix the website. It says coming soon. You got digital. No, that one's not shipping yet. Oh, okay. If you know, if you go to the five to the five sixty A, it actually has a price on it because it is shipping. Is that we like the one sixty A? Is it the same it, algorithm? It's the exact same. It's oh. analog. No algorithm. Analog. Notice it's got a price. Is it, opti say is it, is it optical VCA? I would have to ask Eric, but I can have someone get back to you. I don't know the answer, but I know who to call. Exactly. Oh my gosh! You guys got an A to D converter too. Uh, I do not know. Uh, new stuff's coming at Mesa. Uh, for those of you in Europe, it's not as big as ISE Europe. It's more of pro light and sound. Wow. Uh, for Music Mesa, I'm sure Sennheiser's going to have some representatives there. It's not like it's in probably yeah in your backyard, but we're going to be having some cool stuff there. We're going to have some cool DSR, newer products and that same stuff. A parametric EQ. All right, I'm going to let him. Oh, I'm, drum, I'm drumming over here. Here, here, here you go, Tim. I'll. Uh, let me pay for the time on air. Thank you. <laughs> a dollar. There. There we go. Thank okay, so, so since Bradford the got the plug, I've got some great Neumann microphones that would complement these uh, analog that, compressors and the processors very well. You can okay. I try I, some of those out? I've had, Absolutely. I've had conversations about Neumann before. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, my, my okay. His <clears throat> so Dingling here goes and gets a U87 and thinks it's going to work in a broadcast studio for voiceover. Really? And, and he's like, oh, I hate Neumann microphones. I didn't it's, say I hate it. <laughs> Like, I did really? not say I hated. Oh, I said I did not like how that particular microphone sounded with my voice. It's not designed. For I, that I, I will agree with that. But here's the thing, Tim. You probably you probably came in the same way your RE20 is up yep. from underneath. Yep. What you need to do with the U87 is hang it at your forehead, open your throat, and talk up into it, and it'll sound much much better. I, I can't do it. No, I, yeah. but it's not. You shouldn't because for this type of venue, it's not appropriate. No, it's for right. a studio. Right. But this is the exact same thing. Us as integrators and manufacturers can help you pick the right products <laughs> oh, geez, if you tell us what here. you're trying to accomplish. Right. We could have saved you how much money on that U87 oh, nothing. without even a... looking at our products. I could have told you for what you're doing, the RE20s, the Honestly, reference no, no, no. That, that, That's why this he's, right that's here why is he's a still using the 320 right now. Yeah, I don't Sorry. like the 20 yeah. for my voice, my particular voice. Right. And that's fine. Yeah, now, I, now, I am going to get him a Neumann BCM to try. I don't know However, I don't know that it's good for his voice it's going to be the right fit. Yeah. So Now, if you want, we can probably put that together with the Lexicon I.O. so you guys yep. can get multi-channel coming back in good, high-quality A to D. That you know, So that way, when we do our live podcasting at Infocom, we'll have this. We can do an eight-channel mix-down mm -hmm. later so we don't have the background noise and all that stuff. So I'll take care. I'll hook you up. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll work together on that, Brad. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Bradford Ben, thank you, sir, for, for being here and for taking over. It's so nice to be your guest host. Yes. Uh, anytime. Can I pimp the, one more thing? Oh, sure. So, <laughs> Why stop now? So, <laughs> this, this is on a more serious note. So after two weeks ago on the Oh, the Rocky Horror Show, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, yes. I got a couple of comments about my comment that women in AV and doing that and how much of a role and I want to support them really, truly do. I think it's a great thing. And so I'm putting together probably for May a show for women in AV in all technical aspects. Yep. Not just the people we know. So sorry, M Mrs. Mead, but I'm not inviting you because everyone knows you. 
But I got some cool guests lined up. But the reason I bring this up now is because I want to know what our listeners want to know. So that way I can ask the right questions. We can bring in the right topics. Right now I've got people lined up from lighting, from video design, from measurements, from COO and operations of companies, from automation. So I want to know what you guys want to know so I can get the right guests. I want to do this as a special, hey, look, there's more to this than just designing. There's more to this than just being a mix engineer. There's more to this than just programming. Because there's a lot of things we can do in the audio industry. And I don't think it's gender specific, but I think it's worth remembering that there are women out there who are kicking some butt and making some very good yep, strides absolutely. beyond yep. the Corey Moss from Listen Technologies, beyond Melissa Dillman with Kramer, beyond some of these companies. And I'm going to bring in some of the people we don't know as often, but I want to know what you want to know so I can find the right guests. So just find me at bradfordben.com, put me into the Google, you'll probably find me, and ask the serious questions. And Tim's going to be kicked off the show as usual. Yep. But I want to get, I want to answer your questions. So and, and on a serious note, that's my my next big thing. One one quick uh, small little uh, correction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Corey Moss is a, is a guy. Um, Corey Schaefer is, is from Lucent. Corey Schaefer. <laughs> I blame the caffeine. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> that's all I right. Listen technology. Sorry, Corey and Corey. Just just want to make sure that, that there's no confusion there. That you know, Corey Moss Sorry, was not suddenly hired by was... by Listen. Well, you, you know, Brad. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, one, one of my actually one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite programmers uh, is uh, she worked. She used to work for for Crestron. She works for a rather large programming house now, and I've I've tried to hire her a couple times <laughs> because she's really darn good. Uh, Bradford, so they, they people can find you at 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 bradfordben.com and or in Chicago next week Chicago or Wednesday. At, Harmon.com, or sorry, HarmonPro.com has all the stuff, but at Bradford Ben on Twitter, uh, Bradford, plus Bradford Ben on Google. Uh, let's see, what else am I on? Bradford Ben on Instagram, if you want to see my name pictures. Uh, let's see, where else am I at? Uh, I'll probably be writing a guest blog post on AV Nation. Uh, so you'll see, you'll see me around, but basically... BradfordBen.com is my personal home. There's a contact form there. Feel free to email me. Email me at BradfordBen.com or at BradfordBen at Harmon.com and at AMX.com, AKG.com, BSSAudio.com, CrownAudio.com, DBXPro.com, JBLPro.com. I'm sorry, Michael. Jack of all trades, master of none. Oh, wow. Exactly. All right. Uh, Secondly, Harry Mead has been here. Thank you, sir. Harry, when did uh, you get here? Oh, <laughs> I have been here the whole time. And where can people um, find you? People can find me at um, on Twitter at at I Mr. <laughs> no, AV Grump. Mr. AV Dawn. Now it is AV Grump. Amen, brother. Okay. my brother. Mr. AV Dawn, no more. Well, well, I was going to say, don't, don't make that announcement. Hang dude. on a second, let me. Not Mr. At, not at Mr. If you Why did I just get an instant message from Don? Me too. Sorry, dear. <laughs> Why did I just get an instant message from Don? And I got an instant message from Jennifer. Uh oh. <laughs> so that's uh, that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is uh, as is the new Twitter handle of at av grump. At av grump, very cool. As yeah, displayed in my my lovely lower third here. And you have the icky face from the poison from the 1970s and 80s. So. Absolutely, I love the icky face. I do too. Yeah, I All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, Michael Drainer from uh, Sennheiser USA. Yes. That's I, it. Unlike Bradford Ben, 
Michael.drainer at Sennheiser.com. That's it. That's it. All right. That's Very it. Good. And you've <laughs> Sorry, got a Twitter, just, too. I, I am highly specialized in my craft, unlike the others present. Wow. Okay. I got, <laughs> I'm no, I got nothing on that. <laughs> I'll uh, be the first to say, I'm the one that has to make all you guys' stuff work, so don't even. That is true. <laughs> I, I, actually, I'll take exception to that, Drainer. I, might I, I know. I know. About I just give you other crap. Than point the shiny side <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, Lighting completely confuses me. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Uh, don't, don't. Uh, I guess you could follow me. It's TD Albright. But uh, more importantly for me and everybody else here, uh, go by the website avnation.tv. Avnation.tv. Uh, a whole lot of really cool people. These gentlemen included uh, do a whole lot of great work uh, there. So uh, we actually have a new AV crosstop coming up. Um, Design build versus uh, design spec, which will be an is, 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 is there is there a debate? It well, it, it is. There is. It we actually have, is. There's. I'm there's, interested in this one. I'm I am too. There's a Brock consultant. There's a consultant and and an integrator on. Right. So that's so we have that's Brock the debate. And Leonard, and yep. I'm looking forward to Brock yeah. and Leonard. The yeah, only thing I think that's going to be a little disappointing is one of them's Canadian, so they're going to be very polite. So I don't think it's going to be the bare knuckles like we just had for the past hour. It, it'll it'll be it'll be close. It'll be close. Uh, but yeah, we've got that coming up. Uh, we've got a couple new uh, a couple new uh, podcasts coming down the pipeline. Bradford's included. Um, some really great things. Uh, in two weeks from now, um, we're we're bringing somebody that's not necessarily in AV in here. Uh, he's more of a technologist, and uh, uh, he's been on some some pretty substantial technology uh, podcasts in the last uh, last ten years or so. Uh, and shows so uh, he's he's agreed to come on AV Week and and give us his his insight, uh, so that's that's kind of cool. So yeah, uh, go by the website avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week.